Hey guys, it's Liz. And this is Bree, and welcome to Brash Bookish Bitches, where we discuss the bookish community and its latest controversies. We'll cover all the hot book drops that are coming out this year, from your favorite indie authors, as well as review other traditional authors. We'll learn all the bookish lingo with you, and investigate the questions everyone's dying to know. How the hell do you write a book? We don't know. <laughs> so welcome to a sanctuary for brash bookish bitches. Tell me about your weekly chaos, Brie. Well, I mean, we kind of can lead into that because, yeah, I just worked a ton. My schedule is going to be like I'll work two days on, have a day. Ha- well, I'll work two nights on, have a night off, and I'll work four nights on. Then I have seven days off. So I'm on to my play period of <laughs> my schedule. So I'm so excited because I haven't written in a really long time. So, like, actually sat down and writ- wrote written wrote 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 and like written anything of so i've had a lot of time to brainstorm and read and i've read a lot lately too actually it's kind of nice mm-hmm. like time on and off to read at the hospital so it's like in between things I think like when you're writing something, it's necessary to it's necessary to be reading. Oh, well, I know. Because then you just get stuck in the loop of your own like yep. things you need to figure out. <laughs> My sister has said this to me before too. She's like, if you're like stuck, just go read. Like a firm believer in that out of kind of a slump. Get you in- yeah. inspiration or just, you know, in a different place. Yeah, reading makes you a better writer. Like, I was reading last night. I texted you because I'm, like, almost halfway through Hellfire. And it's dense. It's, like, a bit of a struggle to get through some of the world building. Not a struggle in, like, it's hard or not good. It's just dense. Like, and you have a lot to kind of pick up on, you know. There is, like, a lot of info you have to grab fairly quickly. Yeah. And But it's also making me realize that, like, I like it personally. So reading Mer's book, like, into Mer's book, I'm like, why, why some of the world building stuff that I want to include? Like, <laughs> when, you, when you texted me last night and said that you had gotten rid of some of your world building elements, I don't mm-hmm. remember if I texted you back or not. But when I read that, I thought, why? Because mm-hmm. I personally love world building. Like, I think Crescent City has a lot of world building and I will gobble that shit up. Yeah. I will swallow it whole. I like, tell me how the water works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I need, I think I thought it was like a bit too much information, but like also going to be a thick book. Like it's going to have information (laughs) or it was like an info dump, which I know you have to be kind of careful about that balance, but. I love a good, I mean, I know people don't like it and I understand why people don't like it. I love info dumps. 
a time and a place. There's times when I want to read, which we'll talk about today, which I never would have picked up on my own. Or, you know, like mm-hmm. a romantic comedy, like the Spanish love deception that doesn't have a ton of like world building or like info. It's more of an easy read. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, there's times I want to read like a dense high fantasy with some extreme world building. I think that's part, like, the world building is part of the escapism for me. So if I can have a clear idea of what this world looks like and operates, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier for me to sink into the book. Like, you could tell me that you live on Neverland, but if I've never heard of Neverland, I have no idea what that, like, is it futuristic? Is it a monarchy style? Like, yeah. I want to know those details and i think it helps like bring an overall clearer picture especially when you're doing like symbolism totally and like also just trying to get your reader to connect to your world like to understand it it helps you give a shit (laughs) and i love it when you're like starting to peel back the layers and like little things are being revealed to you and i think that's the fine line with me writing is like how much do i reveal I'm terrible at finding that line because I'm just like, here's all the information right now. Mm -hmm. I know. And like, because I want it as a reader. I want all the fucking information. So I'm loving Hellfire and Mer's writing style is very descriptive. Um, And I had heard a lot of people say that about it before. Like you had even said that Mm -hmm. um, when you read it and have seen it, you know, on Discord and just, you know, Instagram. But now what people meant and how that is for some people and then not for some people but it is sure for me like <laughs> yeah it's a it's a really good read well and then the info at world building stuff trying to pace your book i don't know how you feel about that when you write like pacing is hard for me pacing like, is super <laughs> hard for me i'm coming to realize i didn't think it would be an issue um, mm-hmm. When I first started writing, because I was like, you just go from point A to point B, like, right? I know. <laughs> um, but um, Mers, Marielle Pal- uh, Pomeroy, the author of Hellfire, I think does a really good job of pacing because uh, sometimes I'm in the mood for it. Sometimes I'm not. Some authors like make things really fast paced, especially if you're yeah. doing like a shorter book. You kind of have to have a faster pacing. But I really like to take my time with things. Like, I want to feel the temperature rise in a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like a frog in a pot and not realize I'm being boiled, you know? Yep. That isn't it. Those were two opposing thoughts. No, but yeah. Timeline down. That's about what I have for weekly chaos. I think it's just, you know, been a struggle lately. But I'm hoping to this week kick some good stuff out and really make some progress. So. Well, I'm excited for you. Oh my god, I just got I'm excited for you, and I think you're gonna do a kick-ass job. Hope so. I just need to get it finished. <laughs> my god, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, but like, look at that word count I'm seeing on here. Yeah, uh, eighty-six thousand eight hundred ninety-nine. Um, I was farther along than I thought, and then I pumped. I made a new draft on Living Writer, which is the system we both use uh, to do our chapters and formatting and all those shindigs. Um, Because I was like, I just want to see how many chapters that has something written in it. So like like three of the chapters only have like 300 words. 
Some of them have a thousand, some of them have five thousand, seven thousand. The longest chapter to this day is eleven thousand words. And I realize at some point I'll probably have to break it up, but I don't want to. So <laughs> like um, that that I had to break up. But I've also yeah. split chapters and then combined them again and then split them again and then combine like uh formatting. Yeah, that's part of it is like I don't know how to fucking draft. I've had a couple meltdowns uh over the last month of this book of like what the fuck am i doing does this timeline even make sense um, tell me about and it like is it too much because that word count is for 25 chapters i think and there's going to be like somewhere in the 48 plus range somewhere in there and so uh, I don't have a problem with thick books. Like, I don't care if it's a big boy. What I'm yeah. worried is that it'll just be, like, too much in one book to be, like, easily understandable and digestible. Not Or not, maybe not easily, but, like, something you can enjoy reading without being, like, fuck, it's still happening. Yeah. <laughs> Edit and post, Liz. Write, write it all down, and then you can go Clear oh, down. No. Save it for the second draft. Taylor to help you cut <laughs> and edit and format. <laughs> Can you just hear like my pride weeping? <laughs> I mean, that's what they're there for. You know. I know. But I do have a couple people who are going to be reading the twenty-something odd chapters I have thus far. Um, I know at least. I think two of them are starting this week. I'm honestly terrified for for it um, because it's been a while since someone has read this all the way through. But I also think it's going to help me get a clearer picture of like what needs to happen in the story. It's like I just had, we talked about it in the last episode, but um, someone read through like all the chapters that I had in like order. And it's the first time I think someone's like read it straight through like that. And it is helpful. It was. At least someone will be able to tell me, like, yo, you really don't need this. Just remember that you can take or leave, and not necessarily negative feedback, but any critical feedback. You can take it or leave it. It's your book. It's funny. I feel like I've seen Lori say that multiple times on the Discord lately. Like, I don't know if she's, like, the voice of reason or something, but I've seen her a couple times. is the voice of reason. That is very (laughs) correct. Uh, She has talked me off. Uh, several cliff edges thus far i don't know i've gotten to the point sometimes where i'm like am i even gonna finish this but no i am it's gonna happen oh my god that is a mood <laughs> if i have ever heard one bring <laughs> i know but it'll happen it'll it will. happen it will okay we can do it and uh should we talk about what maybe slash probably is happening this wintery, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, most of you guys who listen to this are from our Discord. But if you're not planning, gosh, it's more mainly Cass is fault slash doing, but she's coming <laughs> out from Australia to the states in November, and we get to meet so many of our fantastic friends. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like right now it's like basically a retreat. That's what this is. It's like it's a at, big ass retreat. At most twenty people. Right? Like somewhere, but the number will be somewhere in between. I can't tell you how long it's been since I've been around that many people I like. Like in one 
group setting. <laughs> Isn't that a mood? <laughs> but that also means, Bree, I'm I'm totally going to bring my mic with me and I think we should do a live episode. We should do a couple episodes probably. Hopefully we see some of your beautiful faces there that are listening to this. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, because at this point, like, Bree, that'll be just in time for our year anniversary since we, like, joined the Discord. We joined in November, summer. I can't remember. We uh, were like the same day. I swear to God, Liz, we joined on the same day. If I'm not, pretty sure we joined in November. Go back and find out somehow. I think you can. I think you can set it on the, like, if you're looking for a specific message in the Discord server, I bet you could go back far enough. It would take a while. Be cast could find out for us some, in some sneaky way. <laughs> With her, uh, like, moderator status. Same time I joined, I like joined um, Mers or Book Daddy. Her, uh, what are they called? I could probably find that out too in my email or something. Yeah, okay. the Patreon. Anyway. Oh my god, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna I check my email. I haven't looked at Patreon in a while, but yeah, but I bet you I have a confirmation email. Oh, maybe, uh. maybe we did join on twelve fifteen. I think that's when I first signed up for the Patreon. Oh, I see, really thought that's it was in November. Thought I did because that was right around the time I was done with school. Like, done with my semester. Yeah, my uh, confirmation email that I joined the Patreon is December 15th, 2021. I wonder what time. At 9.05 a.m. What was I doing awake that early? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. You have a child, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Bree, tell me yeah. about your the books you've been reading. <laughs> Well, Bad Alpha, well, you finished it a while ago, I think, but I finished Bad Alpha the other night. Um, we'll talk about that, so I won't go too far into that. But I am also currently reading Hellfire, and I am, like, chapter 19, something like that. Taking me a while to get through it, but because you were like, hey, let's read Bad Alpha, so that got, like, kind of thrown in there a little bit. <laughs> I do recall I, us also, you know. like, promising that we would read the Throne of Glass series, and we haven't even started it, so... And Fine. we read FBAA. <laughs> and Echotar. We make a lot of unfulfilled promises here. Reliable. We've been clear about that from the beginning. It's not, you know. We are mood readers. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart uh, wants. Yeah. And it is a little bit dark, too. So on top of being dense, there's some dark content in it. So, like, for me, I can't always read that all the time. Like, I need breaks from it. So... But loving it so much. And as we said last episode, Mers has agreed to come on at some point and talk about the book, which I'm really excited because there's so many things popping up that have to be like a bit of like personal projection. And I'm excited to ask her about that if she's comfortable talking about some of it, not all of it, but some of it. I think I like greatly appreciate trigger warnings in books. I think yeah. they should be um, like more normalized than they are um i think the only time i've ever actually been like i wouldn't even say it was necessarily triggered but when i read turtles all the way down by john green it um gives a lot of description of what it's like to live with ocd and there was like i did have to put that book down for a while before i could finish it just because it would make me feel like so anxious mm -hmm. um but outside of that, like, I guess with romances or dark romances, they've never really bought, like, I'll read the trigger warnings and be like, yes, <laughs> check, check, check. 
there's in Hellfire that I have read that I've just been like relatable, like not even to do with some of her triggers, some of it, yes, but like about religion i think i posted on my instagram the other day that i was just like whoa if that's not me <laughs> exactly how i felt many times praying like in my past life it's just it's interesting and i don't know i'm excited to ask her some questions obviously usually when we have people on we give them the questions beforehand so you know we don't i don't want to answer ask anyone any questions that they're uncomfortable answering yeah. so it's like we like to give them a heads up so obviously See, we do semi-prepare. <laughs> but, like, if someone doesn't want to discuss something, I totally get that. So. Yeah. But there's just a lot, and I'm excited to get down and dirty. <laughs> down and dirty with her. Down and dirty. <laughs> um, but, like, I've talked about with Shattered Hearts, which has some trigger was and was also difficult for me. A difficult read. But I haven't read that one because I've heard it. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I haven't read that one yet because I'm, like... People say it's real toxic, and I don't know if I might just get angry. It is real toxic, but I also, so I have this on my list too, but I'm hopefully going to beta read Battered Souls for Shay. Mm. Um, it's coming out in July 20, or yeah, July 22, I believe. She did that and fast, that's the second man. Book. So fast. She pumps out. She pumps so fast. Shattered Hearts, she wrote in a couple months. Like, oh my God. Praise. Just like, oh my gosh, so worried about what's going to happen. But yeah, I think you at some point, if you want to, because I would love to talk to you about it, but we'll get there. I'm also just like in a big fantasy mood right now. Like I want dragons. Same. Um, so speaking of fantasy, I started the audiobook. Well, I quickly pounded through A Court of Frost and Starlight via audiobook. And I love, okay, like get that it's kind of a filler in between novella but like it does reveal a lot about the characters to us which I really liked like Elaine for example felt like I got a lot more insight a little bit she says some very wise things in that book um and then you know we obviously get Cassian and Nesta's perspective but I did another audiobook because I decided to take a break from Akatar <laughs> before I start a court of yeah the last one Silver Flames yeah so I'm Burn For Me by Alona Andrews. We've talked about it on here before. Um, my sister is always recommending this. And you have to read this, Liz. It is so... Yeah. Good. So, like, and the magic world is so cool. There's are... <laughs> I mean, you would love it. It has everything that you would love. So some someday mm -hmm. you'll get there. <laughs> Is it spicy? It's spicy. <laughs> it's spicy. It is spicy and it has sort of like a is to lovers kind of situation. Like there's a point where I was talking to my sister about it and she's like, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm in like chapter whatever. And she was like, oh, that's the chained in the basement chapter. And I was like, what? <laughs> where, what? What? Mm -hmm. Say that again, please. So there's like a lot of dynamics going on. Do you mean there's a couple like characters? So and then mm. well that see, and I have been in that like uh I've been in a hardcore enemy slivers. I've been reading a bully romance oh, right damn. now, which I never do because I usually don't like bully romances because I don't know. It's just not my it's not yeah, my shindig. Neither. 
usually called? Um, it is the Cruel Princess series by Julian Frost. I'm on Cruel Queens right now. Um, it's not fantasy. So that's even like a bigger thing for me. <laughs> Mixing it up. But um, it's um, it's a reverse harem. Okay. <laughs> of course it is. Um, and it starts off like you meet these characters in their youth. And the three, three men? Four men? There's a lot of men. Uh, they, four men. There's four of them. That's so uh, are assholes and like they're in high school and they bully sure. the girl relentlessly and they're part of a gang and they're all super sexy and hot uh it's a whole thing and then she moves away but for various reasons she has to come back because of a deal her grand grandfather made I think it was her granddad. Yeah, yeah. See, this is my issue is I read a book, I finish it, I immediately forget it. Conversation's gonna be um, fun. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but um she has to come back. Of course, they're all very sexy grown men now, and they've all been she went to college, she went to art school. Um But it was a pretty good read. I didn't hear what you just said. Yeah, cool, she's now? cool now. Oh, she's cool now. Yeah, uh, she's uh, more independent, but also not. She does have, like, mental health struggles um, because of a traumatic sure. past. Partly in thanks to the boys. <laughs> bully, I just have never gotten yeah. behind bully romance either. But, like, you know. Because of my personal, like, experiences, I have a hard time romanticizing when someone is shitty to you. I don't know. They're different for me than like toxic romances because then at least you're both shitty to each other. It's you know a different I mean? vibe. It is. Um, yeah, it's a different vibe. But bully, like, I have a hard time romanti romanticizing someone who made you miserable. That's how I feel. But you know, if that's if that's what you like to read, you go ahead and read it, baby boo. Anybody who reads those, yeah, you uh. You have a great time with your bully romances, and I'll have a great time with my enemies to lovers. Yep, and my fantasy and my, like, sad boy fetish. <laughs> Man. Well, tell me more about what you're reading right now. Mm. I have been reading a lot of things, let me tell you. Okay. So the first one that I'm going to talk about, uh, what's the one I've been getting? I don't know. I've read a lot because we haven't spoken in like a month. Yeah. But here's some of the ones I really enjoyed. So the first one we'll talk about will be Summoned Magic by E.M. Moore. This is also a reverse harem. Can you tell? Can you see a theme? Just we'll, we're um, going to talk about this with Bad Alpha because Bad Alpha is technically a reverse harem. Yeah. 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 No, it is a yeah. reverse harem. I've um, never read one before. Totally not my thing. But you're not a big fan of reverse harems? Or to be honest. And like, I can't say... <laughs> not in my good Christian neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I can't really say that it's a book I would like because of that trope or whatever you want to call it. But it's not something I would not read because of that. Like, I wouldn't skip over a book because of it. But it's not something I seek out, if you know what I mean. 
I enjoy reverse harems, but they have to be done well or else I will like stop reading. Um, like if it just seems, I don't know. I think each character has to be individually their own and they don't always have to get along, but they do have to have something that keeps each relationship valid and interesting for me. Yeah. I want to read it. Which the Omegaverse stuff with Bat Alpha did it's not even accept it. That's not the word I, I want to say at all. I could believe it more because it was like kind of an alternate world where like that was how that's how like their society functions. That was how the system was already going. Holy. What, what book did you just read? That's a reverse harem. Summoned Magic by E.M. Moore. So the reverse harems I've read this month are Summoned Magic by E.M. Moore. Vicious Princess by Jillian Frost. Gillian? Jillian? I think it's Jillian. Yeah. Uh, Bad Alpha by Catherine Moon. And I even have more in my KU for when I'm ready. Yeah. Um, but I had to take a pause on those because our dear friend, Emmy Johnson, at The Bookie Baker, has her book coming out at the end of May, May 31st. Um, it's called When the Ashes Fall, and she blessed me with an arc read. So I am reading that. That way I can talk about it like right before it comes out. Beta read that. Um, you did beta read about this. it, but it's been a while. Yeah, I beta read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. Everyone I know who's read it says it's fantastic. It's um like witchy. Very witchy. I'm only 10% in right now, but I really like character dynamics i love a good family dynamic mm -hmm. dynamics with the it's fantastic turns along the way it gets real good towards the end like i mean it's good the whole time but she does a lot of like we were just talking about world building and laying the foundation for the relationships and then it's like you get twists and turns down the road so too. and her cover for this book yeah is beautiful gorgeous it's done by our also one of our friends, Amanda. Um, let me her Instagram is Amanda's Dumkey. So A-M-A-N-D-A-S-D-U-M-K-Y. Her cover art account, um, her cover design account is Amanda's cover design. And it's so pretty. The writer, and I have art some of her whip as well. You got your business up in everybody's whips, Brie. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. We've talked about this. What do you call it? Girl bossing too close to the sun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I finished Emmys like fast. And if I can sit and focus on something, I finish it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm more likely to finish your my beta or my book is finished. Like that sounds weird, but to be reading for um lauren amanda and the other amanda <laughs> mm -hmm. and it'll happen it will also beta reading i have to have finished by the end of may leaves may fall by carissa hardcastle um aka and hiking trails i believe that's that sound right reading trails and hiking tales yes perfect i'm pretty sure that's correct Vice versa, yeah, yeah. something like that. But car, so, you know. Go follow all of these people. <laughs> They're all fantastic, wonderful, super sweet. She put, uh, like, all of us beta readers in a group message on Discord, and I've just been so deep in work 
but I'm going to read it this week that I'm off. And, uh, and people are just like raving and I'm really excited. And it's a fantasy world, like a pretty fantasy, high fantasy kind of world. So Ugh, I got a lot ahead of me. High fantasy. Speaking of high fantasy, guess what your girl finally read and finished. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I need to read these too. <laughs> I finally finished House of Breath and Sky by Sarah J. Mass. I read like 10 chapters and then I got distracted by another book and like avoided it uh, for a hot minute because of some spoilers I had heard about. And I finally read it and I finished it in like a shift and a half. So technically less than a day because I just read it while I was at work. Did you like it? Um, I... Update. I okay. So then the first. Maybe I'm just an idiot, and it's okay that I am. Okay, I accept my role as dunce. But I kind of like wasn't thinking about that there would be a third book. So my brain was just like, "We're gonna get answers this book. We're not getting answers this book. I am left with so many more questions still, and I have really? to wait now for the third book. It, it's really good. Like it does actually answer questions from the first book. But the second book gave me so many more questions that I need answered right now. I really read those, but I just don't know when it's going to happen, you know? Anytime, baby, I'm waiting. I'm ready <laughs> to have a Crescent City episode. Anything else you want to talk about on your TBR? No. No, I don't think so. Still trying or finishing Kingdom of Mistress and Mayhem, but like we said, we're mood readers. It'll get finished when it gets finished. It'll get there. Get there. All right. And to the let's talk about the real reason we're here. The meat of this episode an hour later. Um. <laughs> so as we mentioned, we lit. Okay, how this all happened is. I was happily <laughs> reading Hellfire and A Kingdom of Mischief. It was my doing. <laughs> Liz all of a sudden texts me and goes, Need this book, Bad Alpha. Or I don't know how it went, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I texted you in all caps saying, you have to read this yeah. book so we can talk about it on <laughs> yeah. the podcast. And I was like, without knowing anything, I went to Kindle and downloaded the, it's KU, so downloaded the free version. Started without even reading what this book is about like didn't look at the <laughs> oh thing. my god that's some nonsense <laughs> didn't look at anything and lo and behold it is a in what is called the omegaverse world and like maybe i'm just naive but i didn't know that this even existed as like a genre so all not at all i'd heard about the omegaverse from like a book but i didn't know i don't know she's this author's kind of made her own genre in a way oh, the sweet verse right um yeah so the sweet verse i believe is an offshoot from the omega verse Catherine moon by the way is her is the author's name because yeah, this is the only book of hers i've read what i found the difference between the omega verse and the sweet verse is that this has like happy endings and is like non-toxic relationships where like sometimes the omegaverse is like dubcon or like toxic bullying abuse kind of relationships but i'm wrong that's just what i saw on google anybody listening if you send a message yeah we'll talk about it next episode that we were wrong but that's kind of what i was the sweet verse is it's very sweet the relationships are all very like 
there's some like toxic, some toxic stuff going on, but they're very sweet. They were. Bad Alpha was very sweet. I love Eve. I have the hot Eve. So Eve's an alpha, and alphas in this world, there's like dynamics. Yeah, they. Dynamics. They're like the. I mean, they're the alphas. They're the top, top dog. Beta and then Omega is like, yeah, top dog. Actually dominant, dominant, usually physically larger, regardless if they're female or male. Though in the sweet verse, I, they don't really describe Eve like that, I don't think. But she's definitely physical and a badass bitch. But yeah. <laughs> and then male alphas have knots, what they call knots. And this is what I had to text Liz about because I was like, what the fuck is a knot? They keep talking about freaking knot. And it's a swelling at the base of their manhood or penis. <laughs> For a male alpha, the best thing ever is to get their knot in a hole. That is a direct so, quote from Reddit. <laughs> in my brain, it was like, I don't know how to say this in a pleasant way. My brain almost pictured like, a little bouncy ball sized tumor at like the base <laughs> of a, a dick that like pushed up oh, against a clit or like whatever person you're having sex with. I don't know. That either like yeah. went in or just pressed up against and then like maybe something came out. Like if we're talking about straight sex, maybe something yeah. like locked around because they make it sound like a lock and key, right? Um, because alphas have the ability to knot and lock. Or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't fails. realize that, like, it was just like, the base of my dick be swollen. Yeah. I don't think that there's locks in every Omegaverse. That's my understanding. Like, some of them, it says they have, like, an unusually large clitoris. A pseudo penis. Legit. That's a quote. And, I mean, technically, um, <laughs> clits are dicks. Yeah. But in the Sweetverse, the females have a lock and the males have a knot. And what I interesting during the book is that <laughs> apparently male locks or no when a male not somebody doesn't really so like they'll finish yeah so you gotta like wait <laughs> they have to wait for it to like go and maybe the lock is the same way like it doesn't like lock down and i picture a lock like literally is like the vagina just like cranking <laughs> down <Shoot>. on <laughs> Like a limp little pee pee. Uh, um, we're laughing, but I mean, like, this is just out there. It's also it very weird there, to me but. that they can, like, decide if they not or lock or whatever with somebody. Like, yeah. Eve intentionally will tell Adam, who's like the first uh, male main character we meet, um, the Omega, that, like, she's not going to give it to him. And I'm like, I feel like you have about as much control over this. But, like, maybe it's, like, an <laughs> orgasm. I, I think, I mean, it's, like, part of it. Stronger one. Because the yeah. other guys talk about it later as be feeling, like, excruciatingly painful, but also, like, the best feeling. <laughs> so it's, like, Yeah, which, like, know. I'm down for that. Like, yeah. you do you. If yeah. fucking a swollen Peter getting shoved up into your hula or whatever works for you, go for it. There's if natas. you want to be stuck together, like horns on an animal i don't know i imagine like a goat interlocking with another goat and getting stuck there like like lock and key was like a good description <laughs> lock and key 
Yeah, beta. I mean, betas. So, like, you have alphas who are these super strong, over the top, um, like Gene. highly dominant characters. Betas are kind of like your middle ground, where I still think like they are fair, but they can be dominant when it comes to being around in Omega. But they're more like mid level, and then you have Omegos who just like whimper at everything. They're the rarest. They're like pretty rare and then they're sexually submissive and they have this interesting phenomenon that they call keats you know like an animal <laughs> or like mega horny and an alpha's not you know or a lock so that's kind of the basis of the story is like meets adam at like the beginning of his heat to the point where it's like uncomfortable yeah and we'll read the synopsis but yeah and Omegas, male Omegas can get pregnant, which is another aspect of it. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that they did male pregnancies in this book. That's interesting to me. And so you remember like the whole discussion kind of at the end where they're like discussing wants kids or not? Yeah. 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 Or the pack wants kids, you know? I can't see. Carry those uh, children. I can't see Eve being a parental figure. Well, from what I was reading, it doesn't seem like alphas can carry children. Only omegas and betas. Well, this is news to me. I may be wrong, but. I was kind of, I thought it was interesting that, like, they collectively decided no kids. Because I feel like a lot of Mm -hmm. books, like, a way to end the story happily is with children. children. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. that, like, not every happy happily ever after has to involve kids i mean like as a person who has a child i like i like my child i love my child you know i'm happy i had it (laughs) um but i can understand why people don't want to be parents and why that doesn't uh isn't ideal for everybody me too adam the omega has another omega sister faith so like the plot kind of centers around i mean i'm just obviously there's spoilers to come but so beware but the plot centers around the fact that he really wants to find his sister who's been captured by this like company that's like sex trafficking omegas basically that seems like a great company at first oh my god i know and to protect omegas but it's not also eve is like tied up in this company too but they this book found me wanting to know what happens to faith surprised by that which there is a book she is writing the book so Mm -hmm. she's writing about it um and then there's other key features of these books like omegaverse sweetverse like they have claiming bites which is like similar to kind of werewolf stuff but like where they bite each other and that's like them or pairs them bonds them kind of a Mm -hmm. thing yeah and typically you're only supposed to bite said person like usually an alpha biting an omega one time little miss eve has some fucking teeth on her and uh throughout the book litters adam with bite marks which i was personally super into he was too apparently yeah i was like <laughs> fuck yeah eve mark your territory he also the other alphas so she yeah. chooses this like pack of alphas to help protect adam because she thinks she's going to bounce and, like, leave. Yeah, she's just going to dish this Omega that she fucks for a couple days. Yeah. 
is attached and bites the alphas, which is also not normal from my understanding. Yeah. Am I wrong? So I don't think it's something that's super commonly done because alphas and alphas, if I remember correctly, don't like typically pair together like an alpha ghost and omega. Um, And part of the reason why they're so interlocked with each other is Eve is like an assassin, right? She's an assassin or like a mercenary or something. See her. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets hired to do like takeouts on people. And like Brie mentioned earlier, um, Omegas have like super strong arousing uh, sense. Um, I think Adams is often described as like sugar. Um, And she he's marked to be one of her hits. But she's like, why don't I enjoy myself? I can't recall the last time I had an Omega between my legs. Um, And she's like drawn to him because I think that's part of the whole thing is they have like scents and things like that. But yeah. And um, she ends up biting him and that makes a connection. She claimed him as her Omega. Um, So... She knows she has to, like, take care of him to some degree, but Eve is kind of stunted in that sense. Read the synopsis. Let's hear that those buttery tones, Brie. Bad Alpha. Eve had one job, kill Adam. But when her mark for the night turns out to be a gift-wrapped Omega, Eve can't resist delaying the job and enjoying the opportunity before her. Right is all it takes. That's what Adam is counting on. Right, and he might live till morning. Success is complicated, and on the run for their lives, Eve and Adam need the one thing neither the neither of them wants, a pack. Can three good men tame the killer and the con artist? Not if this bad alpha can help it. It's so good. So, there is a warning for violence and the acts of a dangerous woman in command, which I just <laughs> fucking love that that's a warning. <laughs> but yeah. So honestly, yeah, like have- Eve could break my neck and I would be like, thank you. It's awesome. And I read a couple of reviews of this book and they were like, Eve sucks, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? You simply incorrect. Simply incorrect is a fantastic way of putting it, Liz. Yeah. Do you have any favorite like moments or quotes from the book? I do. I do. I have I have chosen two and surprise, surprise, they're both about Eve. So the first one oh. is something that um, Adam is kind of telling it to himself after they've been freshly like bonded for a few days. And mm-hmm. uh, they're like es- evading these people who are after Adam, um, but he's in his heat. So like as they're going across the country and doing all these loops and like trying to throw people off their trail, they constantly have to pull over so she can fuck him. <laughs> and um, yeah, they a meet a couple that people that life. like owe her or that work with her um so this first quote is about it's uh adam watching eve meet someone who's like holding a vehicle for her oh yeah yeah, it took me a moment to place oh sorry (laughs) that lag just that that moment (laughs) yeah it took me a moment to place what was happening inside of me the kind of spiky and playful sensation. A kitten's claws as it prickled over your lap in pressure. Let me say that again. It took me a moment to place what was happening inside me. The kind of spiky and playful sensation. A kitten's claws 
as it pricked over your lap in pleasure. So this is what it felt like when she actually liked someone. And like, I felt like that was such an apt description of, uh, of Eve. Like she, if she don't like you, she don't give a shit how you feel. She will do the shit that benefits her. She's very centered on herself, but like that gradually changes. Like, God, this wasn't even one I was going to read, but there, and I'm not going to read it all, but there was a portion, a point at the end of the book that I was like, that's really sweet. Cause she eventually softens up. She picks this pack of like three badass men, basically mm-hmm. Jamie, Rory, and Garrett. And they're all very different from each other. And her relationships are different with all of them too. Um, but they ultimately all like end up falling for her. Right. So, Mm -hmm. but at the end, she basically is saying like expected a pack to slow her down. She was like never looking for a pack. She was like a lone wolf, a rogue or whatever. I can't remember what they called it in this book, but it was something like that. And she's like, I really, they weren't slowing me down. I just like, even if they weren't as strong as me, they didn't subtract from my own strength. That was like a quote of hers. And I was like, that's so much growth for her. Like she truly, she's like, I'll guess I'll keep you around. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I feel like outside of her pack, like she ain't going to do shit for nobody that doesn't benefit her. And her background's pretty sad. And like, she's never really able to rely on anybody. She's been alone. She grew up in an orphanage run by this like terrible Omicron or something like that. Yeah. um, Company. Yeah. So Omicron, just for a little um, background context, is supposed to, um, they do like several things throughout the company. Part of that is like protecting Omegas when they go into heat and making sure they get put into a a pack, supposedly a great pack that like will take care of you. Um, Training the alphas, betas and Omegas and they get split up when they're young and start showing what they might be. Um, Assassins. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And um so part of the reason Adam and her and his sister were on the run is because they were both taking pills that were kind of like birth control to like block out their scent as omegas and stall their heats. Um because they didn't want to be a part of a pack. They were afraid of being abused because of the traumatic past they had. Um and Eve felt like no need for a pack at all because they would just slow her down. Abuse is common. Yeah, it's kind of like a whatever you get is what you get. Like you could get an ice pack. You could also get a piece of shit pack and it wouldn't matter. One of my favorite quotes too was the reason I glittered was because I formed under extreme pressure. I was a diamond diamond and equally unbreakable. Like she just has this like very hard to her. But when you we learn more about her background and it totally makes sense. Like Yeah. And on the topic of Eve's uh, growth, I did, like, (laughs) my other quote was something that, like, showed that she was at least semi-trying to show that she was taken care of again. And I mean this in the best way possible. Eve is, like, emotionally stunted. Not because, like, she's actually cold-hearted. She just has only taken care of herself for so long that she's, like, what do you need other than for me to fuck you? Um, so she says, she's talking to Adam and she goes, no, I'm practicing. You see Omegas who behave at big parties, get fucked cross-eyed and hungry Omegas get fed. I'm learning the rules. And it's just like, 
Good job, Eve. You tried. So funny. Well, and their, like, relationships with each other. Like, Jamie's kind of, like, seems like a soft soul. I mean, they're all, like, badass, like, ex-military. So they have, like, you know, badass and stuff. Little wood boy. Yeah, little little wood boy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Remember I said something about Jamie, and you were like, well, you're like, which one? And I like explained who he was, and you're like, Wood Boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood Boy. <laughs> I really, listen, when in reverse harems, I've got to remember you by a personality trait because I'm sure shit not going to remember your name. Yeah. He's like a carpenter, and his relationship with Eve is like sweet, and like they connect on a kind of like emotional level versus yeah. like Rory is kind of like a hard ass. Like, I loved mm. Rory, though, too. I love but, me some Rory. <laughs> he seems like he's, like, 6'5", thick, muscular. Possessive. Oh, possessive. Possessive. I love it. But they kind of, like, battle for alpha position, right, in the pack. So, but they Yeah, but it's never cool really, like, I feel like Rory knows from the beginning that he will be in charge. He just loves that, like. He gets that, whipped like, right away. Yeah, he just loves that, like, that battle. Which so, <laughs> I'm down, Rory. So good. That that was like a burn between them too, which I liked because she kind of like she gets a, a little bit of it all everything. <laughs> There's <laughs> always guys. someone in the harem in reverse harem that is like resistant to the entire thing and be like, oh, I'm not gonna fall in love with you, and like us readers are just sitting here like, give it ten chapters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Garrett seems like a sweet, he used to be like drop dead gorgeous, sweet. Yeah. Kind. He's the neutral ground. He wants to just take care of Adam and he's, but he's sweet and a puppy dog to Eve. Yeah. So this is how I remember each of the boys. Jamie is wood boy. Um, Rory is angry boy. Oh, yeah. Garrett is soft boy and Adam is cinnamon roll. Adam is such a, and Adam is a cinnamon roll. I loved Adam too. Adam is softer than a cinnamon roll. I just, like, overall, I really enjoyed this book. I'd give it, like, a four and a half stars. Yeah, I would, too. And it's totally not my thing. Like, not my typical book I would read. Like, that's, I'm just going to say that. Like, and I, that's not any judgment. It's just, like, not what I would pick up myself. But I thoroughly enjoyed every minute minute of it. And there's no doubt it is, like, super hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Excellent scenes, excellent character development. Yeah, yeah. See, I am just challenging you to expand your range, Brie. And you know, I dove right in without even thinking. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, should we do some FMK? Which I had put Jamie, Rory, and Garrett. I think that's an obvious one. But yeah. then I don't know what the second one should be. But I know. I was trying to think, figure that out. Eve, Adam, and Garrett are kind of the first trio, so that's who I kind of thought of. And they're the one—they're the ones who have the most like group sex, you know. <laughs> so I was like, they could be a good one. They <laughs> have a lot of group sex. Yeah, let's do it. A lot of that. Okay, okay well, who would you FMK? Breed Jamie, Rory, or Garrett? <laughs> you got it. Mary seems like a good listener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 
I would I would kill Garrett, but not for any particular reason. Like it's just because he's left. <laughs> yeah, my mine are similar. Um, however, I think I'd probably I'd probably marry Rory because, like, I know. I mean, I'm sure any of them could protect me, but I know without a doubt, Rory would like slaughter for me if I asked. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he would. And I, I'm all for that possessiveness. I feel like I could get him to listen. You just have to, like, say it loudly. You know what I mean? Like, Jamie listens very easily. It's kind of a second nature to him. I feel like, Rory, you got to be like, shut the fuck up and sit down. And I can do that. So I would marry Rory. I would fuck Jamie in a heartbeat. And Garrett, I'm sorry, just you're, you're a little soft boy. And I feel like I would yeah. just find you cute. So I have to kill you. That wasn't a turnoff. It just was. Yeah. I don't know. Just wasn't as enticing. Like it. Wasn't enough to save your life. Wasn't enough for us not to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Well, then maybe Garrett shouldn't be our third and even Adam, because we're pretty sure I know who we'd kill. <laughs> I mean, listen, there isn't a fifth. There isn't. We could do his sister. I don't know her, but let's throw Faith in there. I'd probably still... Okay, so... So kill her. <laughs> well, here's my thing is, I like Adam. However, me personally, in physical relationships, I would prefer a dominant man. So I might kill Adam. I might kill Adam. Understanding. I, I mean, yeah, personal preference. Yeah. But he... I feel like if you asked he could take charge but i don't want to ask you know so listen i would marry eve because that bitch can protect me and then she could fuck me every single night um <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what i feel like I'm, i'll give garrett a chance on this one i feel like he's a very attentive lover i feel like you'd be able to bring out the wild side in him and adam i'm sorry there's only one pillow princess here <laughs> So I'm gonna have to kill you. I don't. I. I really do, Adam, but I don't know if I'd marry him. No, he's too needy. I. I like my space. I feel like I don't have enough attention. Can't give enough attention. So maybe. maybe I want to be the attention whore in the relationship. Yep. There we are. Kill Adam. Kill Adam. See, we changed our minds. Oh, we did. And we'll change our minds tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most indecisive podcast you've ever listened to. All right, Brie. Well, I think it's time for me to take a nap, and you look really tired, so you might want to take a nap too. Tired? Awful. Let's go take a little nappy poo. Hopefully. The plan is to be back next week with an episode as well. We're hoping to like mm -hmm. uh, work on filling these gaps. We have a couple episodes in the in the um, writing phase. So you guys should hear from us again next week. <laughs> Who knows, though? Our lives are kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. Stay with us. I appreciate you all. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, Bree. Love you. Thank you.